This week's episode of the Inside Running Podcast is proudly sponsored by On. Cushioning or performance? Why not take both? The Cloud Stratus 3 evolves a legend with an updated speedboard, even softer cushioning and innovative new design features with all this added to double cloud tech cushioning to double the comfort without slowing you down. Visit on.com or your specialty running retail store to grab your pair today. Episode number 301 of the Inside Running Podcast. Thanks for joining us for another week. Some big news coming at you this week. The Australian team got named today, so we'll talk about who's on that. Uh, we've got a special guest who's going to be joining us any second now. We've got um, some race recaps. Moose was in action again over in Ballarat 15K. All the usual segments that you come to expect every week on the Inside Running Podcast. Welcome to my co-host. He was meant to be on the operating table today down in Melbourne. But he's not. Welcome, Bradley Croker. What's going on? Thanks, Brady. Yep, I'm still in Canberra. Never got to Melbourne. Um, got a phone call on Wednesday uh, with bad news saying that my surgery had been cancelled. Um, and, yeah, I guess the disappointing thing was that they couldn't give me a, a new date. So um, just playing the waiting game now for them to reach out and say, you've got surgery on this date. So, um yeah, it was a bit of a, a bit of a shock because um, Viv's parents they were like holidaying, like they were caravanning around like North Queensland, and they weren't due back until like September, late September, and um, they came back <laughs> to look after the kids. Um, Viv originally cancelled a hens weekend down in Melbourne, but she was able to rebook everything, so she flew down to Melbourne for the weekend, which was good that she could still do that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what happened. So um, I don't know when I'm having surgery now. Okay, but you're here with us tonight. We do have a replacement for you, but it's okay because um, we just have we have an extra bonus person for people on the show this week. My other co-host, Julian Spence, throwing down big marathon work again yesterday down in Ballarat. Welcome to you this week. Thank you. Sydney's uh, getting nice. closer, Moose. And it's real close, actually. Six weeks, I reckon if I was in... A previous build, it would have felt like um, the the race was just rushing forward, and I would have had like a, a mountain of marathon work behind me. But I feel like I've only just started, and I feel like there's still a long way to go, just because mm. I haven't hit the meat of it yet. And you're already into seventeen shape. You haven't even started. <laughs> your words, not mine, Brad. We'll no, your that. words, your words on Strava. We'll get to that when we start talking about some numbers. Actually, of not workouts. my words on Strava. Hang on, just settle down. I'm quite, I happy, to, I'm quite happy to debate this. I've already yeah. had about 15 arguments about well, we've it. We've had a few DMs about it as well, actually, into the inbox. Some big-name yeah, people. very close to you, Moose. Yeah, some big-name oh, yeah. frightening. 
Anyway, I want to introduce you to our um, co-host, our special guest co-host tonight. This week's guest on the Inside Runner podcast is an Olympian and a two-time world championship representative. He is the current Australian 3000 metre steeplechase champion and the fourth fastest Australian of all time in that event. Um, he is one of our longest Patreon supporters, according to Croaks. He joined in May 2018, so a massive thanks for that. He's part of the Oceana based on Athletics Club. Welcome back to the Inside Running Podcast. Ben Buckingham, joining us from Switzerland, I think. Gentlemen, Brady, Moose, um, hey, hey and, Ben, uh, Brad. Glad to be here and, um, you know, glad to, not replacing Brad, but um, glad to join the three of you. Just a good chat amongst the fellas tonight, Bucks. I'm looking forward to this. What time is it over there? Oh, it's just like 11 a.m.? Yep. Been out for a run already? Yeah, I did an easy, like, two laps in the lake this morning. Um, Moose would know it from his time when he was fit back in um, 2019. So it's yeah. a beautiful Look, spot for a run. And I always wondered why people didn't, wouldn't get on the trails. Everyone just used to run around the lake. It used to drive me insane. I think that was more the, um, the people you were training with. It's, there's, there's great running. Um, and, like, I've, like, last year I did a little bit of exploring with, um, with Rainer, so I sort of know a bit more of it now. So it's um, there's lots of good options. Yeah. The problem is you get up you get up here and you you get a bit tired of altitude. You have a race in two weeks and you sort of just end up running the flat stuff. But if you come for a longer block, there's plenty of time to get stuck in. Yeah, there is. It's the best running in the world. Oh, outside the surf coast, best running in the world. Yeah, it looks good on Instagram. Whenever I see the the reels come up of Saint Moritz, who are you there with, Bucks? Uh, so there's like a an on an on house which has um, you know some of the US boys uh, and girls, all the Europeans. Um, I'm rooming with um, Ed Trippis is, is rooming with me, um, which we'll talk a bit about a bit later, um, and then a few of the um, like individual on-spot athletes, uh, like um, Dominic Labalu, um, who's like a seven twenty-nine guy. Yeah, he came on the scene massive last year, didn't he? In those Diamond Leagues. Yeah, no, he's a um, he, he's a lot of fun uh, living with. So it's, it's sort of like you know three three apartments per level, a little kitchen, um, little little lounge room. It's, it's a cool spot. Um, so it's, and it's quite it's right in the same little corner of St. Louis that I've stayed in last two times last two years yeah so I know, I know it all know it all really well was there some which, recent uh, helps. was there some recent controversy with him as well that like he couldn't get a start at the Diamond no. Leagues I don't know about Diamond Leagues I, and I, I, I probably not, not as across it entirely to, to speak to it because I, I don't know if I'd be able to do it justice um, but you know I mean he's a, he's a 1250 guy he's um, very um, very sharp and um, he's, he's been great fun yeah, there was that workout. He was like smashing like twenty by four hundred or something on the Saint Moritz track. And I just remember seeing like he captured like let me race or something like that. Um, I, I think that might have been more to do with um, with um, with world champs. But I, like I said, I'm, I'm not across it, and I wouldn't want to wouldn't want to get it get it wrong. The lawyer straight batted me over <laughs> here, boys. Hey, um, could, could be a long night. <laughs> Bucks, how uh, how packed does the track get there? Because I I believe like you know the Ingebrigtsens are there, um, Bauman are there. Like, does it get pretty busy? So at the start, it was it was absolute carnage because there was um, it, it, the, the elites weren't the problem. It was all, it was all the school kids and the university students, you know, taking up lanes one and two, um, and because it was sort of Swiss school holidays. So for, for a week or so, it was it was pretty um, it was pretty uh, pretty carnage, but. And you add to that that they were they were redoing the tracks. There's now six lanes, not three. But while they were redoing lane five and six, they had it closed. Only the first three lanes were open, so that was a bit that was a bit hectic. Um, but that said, the other day Ed um, and a few of the guys went down to work out in Chiavenna, which is like an hour away in Italy. And I stayed up top, and the track was free on Saturday. So you know, it's a lot of it's timing. 
Yeah, good. And your recent races, Bucks, like the 2K steeple, I think we recapped that in last week's episode. What's been the highlight? You've been happy with the season. I know like the World Champs team got named today and you weren't there. You were kind of close on points. Uh, I don't know quite how close. I think, I think maybe two or three spots out. Um, I had a um, well, I had an interesting season. Like I had my had my best ever Aussie domestic season. Uh, like I ran the quickest I had around eight twenty five, and I um, and I won the championship, which I'd never done before, and that was really um, that was really special. And I also ran a three k PB and sort of put together a really good block of races. Uh, and I suppose you could break my season in three parts. Like you know, domestically really good. I did a block in Boulder where I, I got COVID and I um, and I hurt my calf, and I just I, more just didn't get the opportunity to race, which probably cost me a bit selection-wise because of those races I missed. And then I sort of got myself going in Europe, and I had three races, or four, four races. I went, um, I think I went 8.37, 8.28, 8.25, and then 5.26 in the 2K steeple. Um, so I sort of, I, I came good. Um, I just left, I run a little bit late, and that's reflected in me, in me just missing worlds. And how does that sit with you? Like for someone who's been to two world champs before, an Olympian, like... Is there? I know you probably did everything in, in your control, but is there a touch of like disappointment because you're kind of almost we just expected you on these teams from now on? Well, I mean, it's very frustrating. Um, it, it's frustrating because I felt like I got into, into good, really good shape. I just left it a little late. Um, but I mean, it, you can. I mean, we'll, we'll have a chat about the point system later. But you, you can overanalyze it. I mean, I in, in two of the races I was in, I had a bloke pass in the last fifty meters. Um, in in um, that happened in um, the two k I ran, and it happened in um, in the in my eight twenty five race in Budapest. If I'd held off either of those guys, I'd be going to world chips based on you know a few more points from another finishing position. So you know it it was in I had a few things go wrong, but it was still within my control, and I couldn't quite get it done on the day. So you know I can I can cop that on the chin, and I can um, I was going to get stronger and fitter next year. Um, I'm I'm really happy. I've been quite proud with my Budapest run, which was my best run of the season, because like I. I was quite sick in the lead up to that race, and there wasn't much you could do. You just had to push on. Um, and like when Tess and Morty got home, they both uh, tested positive for COVID, which might have which might have been with me a bit. But it was one of those ones that I just I just stacked up and raced, and I, and I ran really well. And like I got to the bell that day at about you know seven sixteen, which is like the quickest I've ever got to four hundred to go. And I just and I was in sixth, and I just faded a little bit. But like I was really happy with how I fronted up and how I raced. Uh, I just um, you know I just probably needed another race to to get across the line. Yeah. Any more questions uh, about his recent race and boys? Because I want to go behind the scenes with this on Athletes Club, if you haven't. Oh, just the 2K steeple, like, um, was that to try and get some extra points or was it to try and chase the Aussie record? Because you're only 0.31 off Yusuf Abdi's Aussie record there. I mean, being being 0.31 off the Aussie record sort of sums up my season, really. Just, I was very close. Uh, no, I mean, that, that 2K race, uh, it's funny. I found out about it. I was, it was after Budapest, and I was chatting with some of the British boys, and they told me it was on. And it was really the um, it was sort of the, the, the last last chance saloon. Um, and I sort of knew I'd have to go there and run, you know, oh, five five twenty five and win to to get it done. And uh, so that that was sort of part one. It was a chance to move up in ranking. Part two was um, you know there was a chance we could run quite quick and have a short as a record. And um, and the third bit was there was a few guys in that race all chasing the last spot. So I was sort of also trying to defend, defend my spot and not have someone else move ahead of me. Uh, and like it was, it was a pretty quick race. Like I took it on with four fifty to go, and like I held off. I think I got past about the last thirty meters by this Andorran bloke, um, who I think just made worlds actually. Um, but I, I was quite pleased to beat Ed by that point oh two. Uh, yeah. 
But Bucks, you um, we talk about the points you missed out just slightly. Your previous um, agent was Nick Badeau, who seems to get a lot of people into diamond leagues, that kind of thing. Who's your agent now, and do you reckon that perhaps you've missed a few races with the change change in agency? Uh, my new agent is Sean Whip. Uh, I mean, honestly, I don't I don't think so because everything I wanted to get into, I got into. I think uh, I think I was just I was just I was just unlucky I didn't get the chance to race in um, in uh, in the US because I mean it's not just a good race to get into you need to actually go there and perform you know come top four or top eight or top twelve uh, I mean there's no there's no value in running you know eight twenty two and coming fifteenth in a diamond league it doesn't get you anything so it's you know you've also got to get in and race well so I um I mean I, I ran the same I mean I think last year I qualified in in a in a Finland race and I raced for the same race this year. So I don't. I don't think that made any difference. I think it was just. Um, it was just timing. Yep. Bucks, tell us about uh, more about the on house and stuff. Like, are there any people in particular that you get on with more than others? And like, Ollie's obviously gone home with his injury. Like, I assume Morgan's still there. So that Australian connection. Yeah, I. Um, I don't think who's there. I. Um, I know one of the Irish guys quite well, Luke Luke McCab. He's like a three thirty four guy. Um, I. Um, you know, I've got to know, you know, Geordie Beamish, um, Morgan, Ollie, a group of them. It's, 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 uh, George Mills is quite good fun. There, um, and a, a couple of the, um, like more European, American based, uh, guys, like, uh, Mario and, um, Jonas. So they're, they're just, it's just a nice group of guys and girls, and they, lots of people to jog with each day. And, um, you know, it's, it can be a pretty lonely sport. So it's one of the big benefits at the moment is the opportunity to link in with international groups when you're traveling and away, mainly just people to, to jog with. Um, so it's it's been really good. And is it one big group? Like if you guys go out for a jog, like it doesn't matter where, like on Athletes Club you're based, you're like you're still all in it together. It feels like a global team, or is it still very much like the countries stick together? Uh, they, we, we stick together to a degree because everyone's on slightly different schedules. Um, I mean, I, in the in the US, I mean the boys work out on a Sunday on occasion. They were on like you know a two workout cycle and a, and a big long run. Um, I remember one day at the track, and like there were three different groups, you know, the team boss, team men, and on, all working out on the Sunday at the track, which for an Australian seems um, seems pretty left field. But I mean, it just reflects that you know that they're just running professionally, and they the days of the week don't really apply to them. So it's it, it, it's it's quite specific. But you've always got people who are jogging, or who can do half the run with you. Yeah. Yep. And then your time in America, like I've heard Craig talk about. Um, that on a couple of different podcasts and even the interview that Croaks and I did like he was talking about all the stuff that he learned but like what about you as an athlete mixing with that group were there big takeaways I think there was times where he spoke about even the pace of their long run and stuff they do I mean I don't know so much key takeaways it was more it was the biggest value was just um, you know just building relationships and um, and getting to know that group and you know having the opportunity to jump in with them and uh, I think I did a good steeple workout with with Geordie Beamish. Uh, and I mean, we, we rejigged our schedule to, to match theirs. So I mean, we did most of the, most of the running with them and we were on two sessions a week. But, um, I mean, it, it was more just, I think, you know, you go to a, I mean, as you guys know, I mean, you go to a new, new country, new, a new training environment. And one of the biggest values is having people day one to show you, you know, where to run, where to get coffee, where to gym, just have everything, where, where to get treatment, just have everything set up from the very start. 
rather than sort of spending a week getting organised. Mm. And I think that that's and that's one of the biggest values. Same up here, just um, you know, putting in your physio living in house, so I can see each day. So it's, um, I mean, that, that that's the reason why you always go places you know because you sort of can just get onto into routine straight away, and then having the, having the groups really valuable to help you help you get on um, very quickly. Mm. Yeah. Um, Bucks, I have a question about just the differences between your current setup because you've been with On now for what, just over a year? Uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, just close to a year. Yeah. Do you yeah, call yourself so... the headliner as well, Bucks, or that group? Because I don't. I think you're the big dog. Uh, the I, I, know, I know, I know, I know, you do. Um, <laughs> no, I hasn't. Um, I haven't referred myself to the third person quite that way. Um, um, uh, yes, I have to, have to do a bit more. Um, I, I mean, I um, it's definitely. Um, I mean, I mean, you're probably going to ask me about some differences. I mean, I mean, one one of the differences is, is just the simple thing that it's you know you get when you go from you know being someone who's not you know subservient to Stewie, but when you know like my old group was very much built around Stewie, which is you know as it should be, so you build around the best person in the group. And I definitely think I've had a lot of value on just having training, you know, more specifically written for you um, mm. from Craig, which is uh, which I think has been really helping me. And I think that reflected in my domestic season. And uh, what about things like support? So, you know, physio and travel and um, because I I guess in the past it was like Nick would probably organise everything and then you'd sort of be billed maybe at the end of the season, whereas like does On now sort of cover all of your travel costs and all of that? Uh, I mean, to a degree, like there's there's sort of probably two parts to that. Like in, in Australia, I definitely prefer the setup and like the, the biggest difference is it's is it, there's more of a um, – like you, it's more of a team feel, and but what I mean by that is, um, you know, because everyone's got a contract, there's an expectation that we all run together five or six days a week. You know, we, we, we do easy runs together, we we um we gym together, we long run together, um, and like you know, you I mean, I live in Richmond, just around the corner from where the, there's like there's a there's a gym set up for us, which we, I mean, we have access to. We get physio in there every Monday, and you start most of your runs and sessions from there. You know, it's about five k to Albert Park, so it's a perfect warm up. So that like domestically. Uh, just having a base has, has been a change. I think that's been really valuable. Um, other, I mean, otherwise, you know, things are reasonably similar. I mean, you know, races pay pay for your com and, and your travel. Um, you um, and the value is more just having a um, having a group of um, a group to link up with overseas. Hey. And no, not the, not, not the old group didn't have that. It's just it's just been it's just been probably a little bit slightly more organised. Um, from the outside, Bucks, it doesn't look like you've got anyone that could keep up with you over the past year in training. Is all, are all your workouts pretty much solo in Melbourne? They they were. This was. Um, it's funny actually because because um, Ed just walked into the room. Um, this is this this was something I remember. I remember um, I had to sort of you know make a decision on when, when I left, um, especially when I decided where to go because I knew I knew one of the trade offs was. I would probably be doing a lot of solo trading for the first six months in the group. And sort of the decision I made was I felt like in 12 months' time it would be a really good group of guys who would have been signed and something I really want to be part of and I didn't want to have missed it. So I was prepared to sort of cop a year of training solo or training with you know people helping you out that aren't actually your teammates. Um, also knowing that they'd have the opportunity to link in with the people overseas um, come the business end of the season. And um, I'm... I think I'm allowed to say this. I mean, they've, they've signed four, four boys have now been signed, including me. Um, I'll, I'll let, I mean, you've probably seen some of them running winter cross country races against you, um, coming in the top 10. Um, I'm happy to say um, Ed Trippis has, um, has just joined and he's, um, he's ringing me in St. Moritz and another American coming over. So, American based Aussie. 
So, so I was really uh, looking forward to the uh, so, sorry, Bugs, the new group come forward. Just talk just so you're very lawyerish right now. You got Faccioni, you got Trippers, Buckingham, and who was the other one? I'll, uh, I'll, let, I'll let them them announce it themselves. But there's, 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 right, they, okay. they haven't got, got to Australia. No, they just haven't moved to Australia just yet. Who's so, an American you know, coming to Australia to join the group? An Australian-based American. Oh, okay. Like just just out of college, you reckon? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. Good. Good work. Oh, I reckon I know who it is. I won't say. I know. Who. I reckon I know who it is too. Yeah, I did see Zach Facciotti at um, Bundura in the on stuff, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's a bit of a give- it's a bit of a giveaway when they start rocking the kit." Hey, hey, Bucks! But it's that's good to see him on the team. He's a thirteen thirty well, I mean, guy, isn't he? I, um, I mean, look, Ed raced in my old singlets at um, in Birmingham, so I mean that was also a bit of a giveaway as well. Um, so, I, uh, uh, so, so, Bucks. Next question: um, When you move, well, on, Julian. When you moved to On Athletic Club, uh, did you like obviously Craig's big personality? Um, and mm-hmm. well, yeah, we found out. Craig's found out when he asked him a shit question. Yeah, yeah. I, hope you, I hope you never he asked him a shit dom- question, Bucks. <laughs> well, he, def- he definitely dominated that conversation. It was quite funny to watch. Uh, but um, but plow on. Yeah, um, and you were coming from a group with a pretty strong personality as a coach, like. Did you have any comparison here, are you, Julian? No, I'm just wondering if there was any sort of, um, like, hesitation in that. Like, did you feel like maybe you needed a different type of, um, not that they are similar types, Craig and and Nick. Like, I'm sure uh, sure if if you accuse them of being similar types, you'd start a war, but let's let's not I'm not doing that. Please. I wish Craig was here right now because he'd be riffing into you, Moose, more than he was ever riffing into me. I'm saying... Two personalities, nothing similar about them. They're strong personalities, and um, you've gone from one group to another. Now, um, yes, you, 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 is there a question coming, or you just still? I just want to know, like intricate differences in terms of how you are managed by the coach, coaches. Intricate differences in how I'm managed by the coach. Like, um, that's, that's a like personality-wise, um, like conversation-wise, like what sort of. Uh, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not a journalist, mate. I'm just asking. Like, tell me how your day to day goes. How it's different between the two coaches. No, I've just been enjoying listening, listening to you ask this question. It's, it's, it's taken a while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, I mean, the, the biggest. I mean, the biggest change in some ways is um, is just you know, there's a lot, always a lot of value in just having a fresh voice. And I mean, you know, I'm not. I'm. I'm let others make their, own, make their own assessments on whether on the similarities. But I, what I'd say is, you know, when you, you, you go from you know a pretty established relationship with, with being with someone for four years to, to a fresh relationship with someone, and I think that's had a, I think that's had been really um, really beneficial for me. And I found Craig really got me going again after after um, after Com Games. I was probably a bit burnt out. Um, and like I've, and like uh, the biggest thing is, I mean, we've. Um, I don't know how I say this, but like the, the big the biggest difference, I suppose, is. Is, is I feel I have more of a relationship with my coach, and that and that is I think that's simply down to the fact that when you're 31 and 42, you're a lot you've got a lot more in common than you know when when you you know when you're 31 and and 62. That that's not a crack in any, in any shape or form. It's just a different dynamic. And I think you know we've both got partners. We've both um, you know he's you know he, it's it, it's just a different dynamic. And I found that's worked really well for me. Um, but the way the way he's run things, it'd be, it'd be hard to put a finger on exactly what it is. It's just I've really benefited from the change. I found. 
Want to hear about your train? Oh, you got some more there, Moose? Oh, no. I was going to say that was almost as awkward as... That answer was almost as awkward as my question. Well, I mean, yeah, probably, you know, an awful question is you have an awkward answer. And then, you know, <laughs> we, 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 we got there, didn't we? I mean, uh, I mean, it's, it's, always, it's always been a fun one. But um, yeah, push on. Monday to Sunday, Bucks. What did you do last week in training? Last week, um, it's been a, this has been a this has been a funny week. I um, let's let's have a look at Strava. So I I've been managing like a um, I almost call it OP or something in my psoas for the last essentially six weeks, um, which always flares up a bit after races. Um, so Monday I ran um, like forty two minutes with uh, with Lyndon and and Ed just out and back. Um, on the trails up here, um, really like pace, don't you? Got four thirty nine pace, um, pretty cruisy. Uh, Tuesday I had off and I got a I got an MRI scan, which I'll, I'll come back to. Um, and let's see, Wednesday Wednesday did an easy thirty minutes, four twenty threes. This just lap the lake, Julian. Thursday another two laps of lake, ten k at four eighteens. Um, 12k Friday, similar sort of tempo. Um, Saturday I did a just did a shorter progression run. Um, not, nothing too, nothing too hectic. Sort of started off about four tens and sort of got down to four thirty. Sort of in did ten blocks around the lake, mate. Around the lake, it's been a amazing week so far. <laughs> Travel um, around the world to run around one four k lake. Uh, four and a half, and then I did an hour <laughs> run on on Sunday. But like my week's been relatively boring because like, as I sort of flagged, I've had this sort of, you know. I essentially had inflammation in my psoas, um, and which is sort of you know rolled into a few spots, which I've been managing for probably six weeks. Which is sort of it'll flare up after races, and then it'll settle down pretty well. And it flared up really bad after Budapest, which is about you know two and a half weeks ago. And I pretty much got it settled by that two k in Birmingham, and then that really flared up again. Um, and then at that point, we sort of said, well, we'll run we'll run out the week, or, you know, on the off chance that I make worlds, um, and then we'll um, we'll have to make a decision on if I push on for some races at the end of the season or, or if I come home. And we got the scan to sort of get a bit of an assessment on, um, you know, essentially am I going to do myself, you know, significant damage by pushing on for another month? Because it's one thing to push on when you think you're going to make world. It's another thing. It's harder to push on when it's just one more race, um, you know, in early September. Um, what, you've what you've had the, the scan? Yeah. I've had the scan. Um, it's fine when you get the results in German. But the... Um, uh, the the and I should say like it was like I got the scan in like in like twelve hours up here in Saint Moritz to organise by on so it was very very helpful of them but it essentially showed I've got a sort of you know inflammation um, all through my all through my um, pretty much just really bad OP um, little same, bit little same bit of as Ollie Hall? in there um, well he had more of a um, similar stuff like he, he had more of a um, I think linguinal hernia which I didn't have. Um, but but like it's quite a quite a similar quite quite similar symptoms actually yeah and I think Morgan had it actually just before something like this just before um, Tokyo. Um, it's not those so shoes, is can. it, mate? Um, well, I, I mean, he was in the shoes then. He was running in um, running in um, Under Armour, I think Morgan. But um, um, I think part of it's just travel, you know, like you know a lot, a lot of a lot of flying, a lot of traveling between countries, and you sort of get pretty you know, locked up and jammed up, um, and you just you know you. You're you're in that sort of mentality where you're going to run no matter what, so you push on, and you know you sort of and you manage things, and they can sort of cause other things to go wrong. So it's, does, it, does it affect your hurdling? Because I imagine it would. Well, it doesn't. It didn't hurt. I didn't feel it in the race at all. It just affects the ability to do hurdling in training. 
Um, so uh, we're essentially just seeing if it settles at the moment, um, you know, last week and this week, and then we'll make a call on um, on what we do. Because um, I've got to I've got to start in the um, in the Chinese Diamond League on the second of September. So there's a real temptation to sort of push on and race that on the way home to Australia. But there's also, you know, you sort of weigh up that risk with, um, with just calling the season and getting ready for next year. So we're sort of, we're in the process of doing that now. And we wanted to sort of let me run on it for a week and see if it's settled to, um, to make that call. Because this whole season, it, it has settled after races. It's just taking longer and longer to settle this time. So with the, um, with the upside or the temptation to run China... Would that be because you could potentially earn good points for the Olympic qualification? Exactly. Um, and also, let's be honest, I mean, I've only raced in one Diamond League. I think I've paced two and raced one. So that's always, a, um, that's always an exciting bit. Um, and, I mean, there's, I mean, you sort of, I mean, either way, I think I'm going to have to have a little break when I finish, just to set, just when I finish the season. And it was just a question, do I have that break now or do I, um, do I push on? Because, I mean, I haven't really missed any days. I mean, I had a day off for the scan, but I've pretty much ploughed on. So I'm still, I'm really fit and I'm able to train on it. It's just, um, you know, it's just sort of making an assessment on um, on what's the best way to get ready for next year. Yeah. Uh, and is that, you know, get another good result on the board and start my season a bit later? Or is that, you know, get healthy and, um, and, uh, and, and get back quicker? And I mean, we could probably, we could probably turn this into a question about the, um, my, um, my athletics clubs, uh, you know, battle with relegation that's going on at the moment. We, if you want to, you want to touch on that as well, or we can, we can come to that a bit later. Cause um, since Stevens are looking, um, I mean, Stewie have been saying each week, you know, we're, we're, it's looking grimmer and grimmer for the boys. Uh, so, Yeah, well, because that was one of my things, my questions about the members of the OAC, like, like, and maybe you can transition to the road much better than other people in that team. Like, will that be something you want sh- to do in the spring, like back here? Like fun uh, run honestly, season, you know what I mean? Like big, I know like the Diamond Leagues and the track staff are making teams is the main focus, but... For exposure for the brand, winning something like the Bernie Ten or um, something the Melbourne Marathon Festival, things like that, would that be something you'd do? I mean, the last few years I've always sort of, you know, either taken a while to get going or, or come out of the season with a bit of a niggle, and I haven't actually had the opportunity to race some of those. Mm. I've always wanted to run Noosa, um, and, my, and my group went up and raced Noosa last year, I think, they all, with Craig commentating. So that that would be something I quite enjoy doing. Um, and obviously, you know, Zatapec, I'll, I'll race. Um, uh, when when that gets organised, but I um, I mean I, I, what I'd probably say to that question is I've um, and I know where you're coming from like exposure wise, but I'm definitely one of those steeple chasers who I've got no interest in going up a distance. I've, I don't have any burning desire on a marathon. I'll, I'll run one at some point. I'm, I'm keen to stay on the track until I'm done. Um, and uh, whereas you know for example like Matty Clark who um, has just been selected for world champs and is um, we, we we get on quite well, but he. He's very keen to move up and run a marathon in the um, in the short term, I think, short to medium term. I have no interest. I, I like the track and I'd like to stay here. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, Moose, do you want to go through uh, your training week? I'll go through mine and then we'll just keep through the questions at Bucks as we're going. If you want to shut that dog up, that'd be great as well. Yeah. Well, um, I'll send Bree out and shut him. You want to shut him up? Um, so I ran on Monday morning with Ali. 50 minutes we uh where did we go we went out and about um can't even remember this run oh it was in Aries actually oh Joe's joined us with Tiggy and the Pram for a bit so that was fun uh he's not the fittest at the moment and was <laughs> running with the Pram as you know adds like 15 20 beats to the heart rate so yeah he, he turned around about 2k 
we kept jogging. Uh, afternoon, ran with um, Bree up at the up the top of the hill. So did a bit of jogging. Good RG type paces, real slow. Um, it's been good. Tuesday morning trails, ran an hour through the single track. So put the trail shoes on and, and just jogged around. Um, it's pretty slow going on the trails. It's like steep, uneven footing, uh, a lot of twisty kind of single track. So you, even though you're working pretty hard, your pace doesn't get any faster than like 440s out there. And um, like my ankles just aren't great on single track, so I take it pretty slow. But it makes the time go real quick. Did a workout on the Wednesday. So this was this was like a bit of a marathon workout. It was 50 minutes worth. So I wanted something a bit longer. I wanted something that was continuous. Um, I didn't want to do intervals. Uh, I'm trying to get my workouts to be more longer, steady type efforts rather than interval training. So this one was a fartlek. I did 10 lots of three minutes with the, the, the pace goal around 320 and the, the floats, I wanted to hit about 25 seconds slower than whatever was the on. The first rep, I thought I was going to have a real shocker because I can't struggle to get going in the morning. So I ran 3.26 and then floated 3.45. And then I started to move a bit. So like reps were 3.20, 17, 19, 17, 20, 18, 18, 20, 18. And the offs were 45, 48, 39, 37, 44, 44, 36, 40, 48, 34. And at the start of this workout, it was fairly easy, fairly comfortable. And then it just gradually got harder, basically. Like I uh, just started to fatigue throughout. And um, if you look at sort of my heart rate graph, it does get kind of a bit higher towards the end. The effort was pretty hard at the end. Um, probably couldn't have done too many more reps after this one. I took a gel at about 50 minutes. I mean, about 40, 45 minutes, sorry. And oh, I just felt a bit early in the morning for a gel. Just probably not um, not the most pleasant experience. And I was working over threshold at that time. So trying to get a gel down at marathon effort is so much different than getting one down when you're actually working hard. It's a real chore. So that was I. Actually, I was happy with the paces for that. It it, it it was 50 minutes worth of work. So that's a pretty high volume for for a session. Is that a new one for you? Never seen that before. It is a new one, actually. Yeah, I I, I had Matt Gunther planned to do it the day before, so I wanted him to guinea pig it, and then I was going to see how it went. But then he ended up pushing it back to the day after, and and he I gave him 12. Uh, so I gave him an hour's worth, but I also gave him easier paces or easier efforts. And I think this was about spot on in terms of effort versus volume, uh, 50 minutes. You could slow it down, go 60 minutes, probably be better, better workout actually. Well, for the listeners though, what kind of pace are you working on? Like you go marathon pace plus 25 seconds? Because I see in your comments here that you've kind of ignored heart rate and you like to go on pace closer to the race. Yeah, I do. So I, I, I turned the heart rate off. Well, I didn't turn it off. I just don't have it on my screen when I was doing these workouts. I saw it only at the very end. And I was just going off, trying to hit the pace. So about 320s for me. Once I started the workout, I'm like, 
that's going to be a good goal to hit. And then uh, 345s, but more to effort the floats, pretty much just floating as hard as I could in order to keep hitting 320s. That, that's the goal of the float, I reckon. I, I don't, like a set float pace, doesn't, it's not that important. I think the, the recovery period is just as I said it, like keep the heat on so that it, it's still quite difficult and it adds fatigue throughout the 50 minutes but don't have the heat on too much that your ons slow down from what your goal is. Yeah. Yeah. I pretty much got the, I'm I'm trying to dial in feel and pace now. Heart rate for me, I'm not sure exactly what my marathon heart rate is. So it doesn't make sense for me to do too many workouts at that. Uh, I don't even really know what my threshold heart rate is. I kind of just use a bit of a guideline. So when I'm getting more specific to races, I like to switch over to pace. Uh, and end effort too, an effort as we'll have a chat about that coming up. I'm sure. Uh, so the next day I ran 50 minutes in the morning, got a pair of shoes is Puma magnified nitro two. So this is like, I think it's like a jogging shoe from them. Uh, maybe a plated jogging shoe, perhaps. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure where it fits in their line. It wasn't bad. I felt the upper was a bit stiff. Not a bad feel underfoot. I think it's their best shoe uh, from people that wear Puma, they say it is. You stocking Puma now? No, no. I just got oh, sent these ones. A bit of influence in here. I don't even how know much how. much you charge for a Strava photo? Well, a pair of shoes. Okay. By the looks of it, I guess Pretty I guess cheap. that's a going, going right here. But then I can rag it in the review and it's actually... Doesn't affect business. No. <laughs> Well, I didn't rag these. They're not. They're their best shoe for sure, and they're a serviceable shoe. Like I didn't fall in love with them. Um, I'm not going to go buy a pair, but like they could sit on the wall, and we'd probably sell a few each season. No, no doubt. Uh, I ran in the afternoon. We had a run club with Asics, so Asics bloke come down, brought out his full demo kit, and we have like we advertised this run test night. And then not, not a single person showed up. <laughs> so it was me, Jimmy, Josh, the uh, another guy who works in our store, Josh Wilmot. So we just went out for a jog together. It's actually really nice. Um, 40 minutes around town, beautiful night too. Then next morning ran an hour again around town, got on some hills, this one. Felt pretty good. Did a trail run on Saturday. This was just with Ali, so we, we're running trails Saturday. This one was proper single track, like the whole way, and it went so fast. We Like, being on the trails, time disappears. It's incredible. It, it's just enjoyable feeling. Um, it's pretty pretty technical, this track. So then the afternoon, ran with Ali again down in Aries. Uh, the, the main session for the week for me was down the next day, Sunday. So drove down to Ballarat in the morning. We had a Fairly, like a lot of got people, girls, boys doing Sydney, Berlin, Melbourne marathons. So this, this sort of comes at a time, this race, where you can't really give up a Sunday for a race too easily. So everyone likes running for their club, though. Except for anyone who runs for St. Stephen's, they're actually not interested at running for their club at all. <laughs> well, we'll come, we'll come back to that. But push <laughs> 20K first, we went over the hills, ran at sort of an old loop that I used to do when I lived here. Good to see the old sites. Told, told the guys I run with all the spots where I used to drop water. 
every little hill. Used to drop auto here. Next corner, dropped auto here a few times. So they had a great, they, they had a good um, uh, storytelling sort of listen the whole way. Then 15K at marathon efforts. So the race started and my, my sort of plan was like the guide was to start about 325s. So I, was, I knew what I was running and I was going to jump in, run with him for a little bit. So uh, like, let me just get to the, I can't, I don't think I started on an exact kilometer. Um, but I think it was about 3.23, 3.23, and I was next to Watto, and we were running along for a bit. We did the corner, did the out and back to start with. So Lake Wendery, 6K round. So the, the course is basically 1.5K out, 1.5K back, and then you just do two full laps of the road circuit. Uh, it's, it's, it's a road race, so you don't go on the, the Steve Monaghetti track, which is a beautiful little dirt track on the inside. It's a very fast course. If you get good conditions here, it can, you can you can really wind it up. Uh, and it was very good conditions for this day. Like we had a bit of a headwind at, at a certain part of the course, but for Ballarat, this was spot on. And a lot of people ran fast. It's not a measured course exactly, so you'll find a lot of people got it measured it short. And in historically, it's been pretty short too. Um, but it's close enough. Really. Same every like, year too, isn't it? It's pretty much the same. There's a few diff- few question marks on like start points, finish points, not finish points, but like the turnaround, I reckon they've changed it one year. But whatever, it doesn't matter. No one's running world records there. Didn't Mona miss a world record because they got the course wrong a few years Yeah, ago. yeah, he did. But I'm not sure how he was going to get it anyway when it was not a certified course. No, it used to be certified. So oh, I like, did it. If you look up your world, because um, you had a really good year there one year, didn't you just miss breaking 45? Yeah, around 45.04, I think it was. I reckon. What did you reckon you ran? 45.04? 04, 04 or, yeah. 06 yeah, it was real something? close. Yeah, sorry, I thought you said 44. And I was like, no, nah, it's quicker than that. I reckon that'd be on your World Athletes profile. Yeah, it is, 45.06 from 2019. Was that in the lead-up to um, your PB, Julian? No, that was in the lead-up to, to Doha. But I, um, I don't think that was certified. I reckon the course was a bit short that day, maybe. Oh, okay. You reckon that was bef- when World Athletics were still taken, like just submit your own? Yeah, I don't think that was certified. And now that they've day. got new rules and don't take it anymore. Maybe I don't that's know. It. I, I just don't know what the deal is. Like I don't know. Um, it'd be cool. It'd be good to get some clarification on what World Athletics takes and what it doesn't. I think they've got stricter in the previous years. Because you know that Fitzy's 5K that just happened? Yeah. They, they didn't take results last year from that, but they used to back in 2018, they did. So similar story, same situation. Yeah, it sounds like it, because um, Jess Stenson's 5K from last year is not up there. Mm. And she, she she ran pretty quick, I reckon. Yep. I'm gonna look, uh, I might look up the um, your Strava data from 2019, see what it come in at. Yeah, it was like 49.95 or something. No, I mean um, the, dist- oh, the distance was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's the same course. I mean, uh, sorry, 14.95, yeah. yeah. So, Moose, talk us through all these 313s, 314s when you're trying, uh, to, um, get into ma- trying to get into like marathon rhythm. Marathon. Can I ask about that, actually, Julian, as well, if just on croaks? Like, do you, in this period of a block, do you run to feel, considering, you know, you run 214 and then you've run, you know, much, much slower? Like, do you know what I mean? Do you... 
it depends, box. It depends. Pace. <laughs> it depends. But I'm, I'm curious. But I'm, cu- but I'm curious how, <laughs> how you go, about, how you think about it, because you obviously your, your marathon pace is probably how you feel, isn't it? It's not a set thing because you don't, you, you're well, it not trying to run 14 right now. Yeah, so yeah, that's right. How you go about it? Does it just come out, or are you looking at the watch when when you go into a workout? Well, for, for this, it's normally a mixture. It's normally a blend where I've probably got like a a, a top like. For this one here, this was marathon effort for sure. So I was basically skipping from pack to pack to pack ahead. And each time I would get to a pack, I would settle in and I would just get, I would just feel like the pace was too slow to be marathon effort. And I would be running along, think, and then like I would sit at the back and I'd be like, okay, this is a good pack. I'll just do 10K here with the guys. And then all of a sudden, one would drop off. I would end up like, getting ending up at the front of the pack and then all of a sudden like without even realizing the pack was kind of falling apart behind me and i was separated and then all then i would be like okay well i I guess i just run to the next pack and then i would get to the next pack in this race and i would think yeah i'll probably recover now but i wasn't recovering from anything i felt fine and and so you so you blew up a you blew up another bunch of boys just causing carnage in your wake each pack. <laughs> they could do what they wanted. I was just, I was just running through trying to find that marathon feel, and I reckon this was the, this was very close to what how a marathon feels. And the difference, like some people will do a workout, say on Wednesday, right, and they do three by five k at marathon effort. Now that's off a three k warm up, and they go straight into five k at marathon effort. That should be pretty easy, considering. Like they've got no fatigue in their legs and they're running a pace that they, they need to run eight times more. It would be like you doing a, a, a rep at your 3K, like a 400 at 3K pace. Like you can get that done. That that's, doesn't scare you, does it? No. Yeah, so the, like, but you put, but say you do six laps at tempo and then you go and run then you're told, okay, now I need you to do the seventh lap at, at 3K pace. That's a whole different story. And, and you're still doing 400 meters at 3K pace. It's just a, it's just a different feel. Um, so you, if you do that straight out of the gates in the session, that feel is totally different to doing it at the end of the session. Yet it's the same prescription for the, for the effort required. Um, so for me, like this, the whole purpose of this workout, I did 90 minutes beforehand at 409s through the hills. I finished it pretty fatigued. I remember thinking, fuck, my legs feel terrible as I was getting changed into my race shoes. And so I expected this to feel about starting the workout where I would be, where I would be starting to feel in a marathon at, at like 22K. And I wanted to finish this race as if I was about the 35 to 37K mark of a marathon which is right before you cross that line where shit gets real. For me, anyway, in a marathon, that's, that's, that's almost a tip point if I'm having a good day. And I reckon that that's, where that's what I felt. Big the race coming is, up, Krogs. Couple yeah, weeks. Well, I don't, I'll get your take after, after I say something, Bray, but I know the only reason I'm going to rip into you here, Moose, is that I've seen multiple t- multiple screenshots of where people have put these type of sessions down, going like, you know, 15K at marathon pace, marathon effort, whatever it is, at the back end of a long run, 
and you basically rip them to shreds because they're like, well, that's not, you know, why would you run significantly faster than, I know you've explained that you wanted to feel like pretty much the back end of the marathon, but the whole, you've been a, a big advocate of specificity and running, getting used to the rhythm of marathon pace. So like, why are you running like, you know, potentially close to 10 seconds a K faster? Like you, you, in the, now, mate, Moose, this in, is your in, new marathon pace. Yeah, it, but in the past, you'd be very, very critical of people doing this. Oh, if this was me and you, Croaks, we'd be dead <laughs> men walking. Yeah. You, you, you would both do this. And, the, the, and I'm not like, here's the difference. And I've used this explanation for a few, for a few arguments already because people have peppered <laughs> me with this. And fair enough. Yeah. Like, I'll cop it. I reckon I have slammed a few people about this before. And even... Even during the workout, I remember thinking, okay, the pace, like I looked down, I'm like, oh, the pace is a bit quick here, but fuck, I feel fine. Like I'm taking drinks, I'm talking to everyone in the group. I'm literally having conversations to people next to me and I feel like I want to jump to the next pack and it's not going to take any sort of effort to do so and I did it. And then I got to the end and I let a bloke run off on me and I just stayed. I'm like, yeah, I don't need to run off. I'm, I'm good here. Finished the race, felt fine, have a cool down. And then I bonked after that. But so that, that, that explains the decision-making within the workout. But these are like, I've run a lot of marathons, 20, 25 marathons. And I think I've got a pretty good idea of how a marathon feels. So like the last five marathons, sure, the last one didn't go to plan, but that was a bit of a shit fight. Like we know that. But before that, Doha, 219 in... 29 degrees, 214, 216, 218. And then I had a decent one at Melbourne. Oh, then I had a Great Ocean Road that went pretty well. So out of the last five marathons, they've, they've, I've sort of nailed four to five out of six. I, so, I've what, got a, so what shape are you in now for a marathon then, you reckon? Folks, do not sleep on me over Sydney. Because you know Brett I'm, Robinson's injured as well, Bruce. You might win this fifteen k. Fifteen grand. I know. What I'm it? saying, what I'm saying is that I've got a pretty good grasp of how a marathon feels, and I'm saying that this felt like how I could handle forty two k. So this is sub two fifty. This is like two fifteen pace. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that's the pace I'm going to run. I'm saying on this day in this race. How I felt was how a marathon will feel. No, nah, that's yeah. bullshit. You can't just say like you had a magical day and then in six weeks' time it goes different pace. Sydney has 380 metres of climbing. I'm not going to run this pace at Sydney. Brady, have you ever done 15K at the end of a long run at marathon pace? Nah. Like I, I've never done it. And I did like, 6K, I reckon, and that was pretty challenging. I reckon, I think Being 10, in a race is easier. I think 10 was the most I ever did. And um, that was pretty much at the pace that I was able to hold for the marathon, not 15K. It's fit. So good signs. It's fit. I'm, I'm pretty confident that if you chatted to anyone within the groups that I was running with and you said, oh, did it look like it was an all-out effort or did it look like he was in marathon sort of effort mode? Reach out. Hear their thoughts. Write in. Say, was he, mm. was he spent? Was he working too hard or how did he look? Oh, now, a couple Sydney of Marathon, seven Bendigo Bats boys. This is it. This Sydney Marathon, 380 metres of climbing. So you're going to base off the fact that I ran around a flat Ballarat Lake after only 90 minutes of warm-up, and you're going to say, oh, your marathon pace isn't 315 because you didn't run it at Sydney. No, that's that's not right. So you're telling marathon... me if you were going to Berlin in six weeks, you reckon you'd run 214, 215? 
No, no, because that's not that's not. That's what you just said. You said Sydney's hilly, so I went around that place. Ballarat's the same as Berlin in terms of it's flat and it's fast. I I didn't run that. Three ten is two fourteen pace. What's three fifteens? I don't know. Probably like probably three fifteens. Two two fifteen. You mean? No, three. Yes, I think three fifteens is about two fifteen pace. No, it's slower than that. It's slower than that. Things are getting heated here, Bucks. Things are getting <laughs> heated. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't want to interrupt. I was really enjoying that. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it sounds like Julian's just saying, you know, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> well, he's been going deep on his, like, TED Talk training talks of recent weeks. So I feel like everything's going in his favour leading to Sydney. I guess the point is, Moose, you're very critical of people doing these marathon sessions a lot faster than marathon pace. So six, six seconds off my marathon pace, if you look at my PB. This fucking easy. This is light work. It's <laughs> <laughs> the same guy that couldn't run up a hill at Bandura three weeks ago, folks. Yeah, or the, or the same guy that was basically saying that he was co- getting cooked when he was running three minutes at 3.20s and then two minutes at yeah, 3.45 a few days earlier. <laughs> yeah, put a singlet on me, shit changes. <laughs> I love. I run for the love of the singlet. It's amazing what that can bring out. What position did move. you come? It's a good run. What position? I don't know. I don't care. I don't care what position I come. Yeah. That, that was, was that was. I was, I was running for the single. Doesn't care. Seven hundred and twenty-one kudos. So that's that's, that's a good win. for Strava. Yeah, that's some good kudos. Did you get but, out for a PM jog? They were that motivated or what? I felt it. I felt like it. You know what? I wanted to go out just to shut a few people up in my messages afterwards, <laughs> just to show them that I was going all right. Yeah, that was a lighting up as well. Our DMs. Anyway, it's a good week. You're fit. Can't wait to hear these next six weeks of training. Got to whistle through this, fellas, because I didn't do much. But um, we got some stuff to get to, and we've been going for 50 minutes. Monday was real sleepy. That was the night, Sunday night last week, when Olivia didn't sleep real well. That's why I was a bit dusty for the recording of our 300th last week. So I reckon I was rolling off about four hours sleep, 60 minutes at 4.42s in the morning. Tuesday, did six by a mile at um, threshold pace, which is pretty similar to Moose's marathon pace, 313 pace, off 90 seconds jog. Just a real bread and butter workout for me. Just enjoy that. Get some good mileage out of it as well. Um, pretty manageable. PM, got out for 30 minutes at 4.44s. Been trying to take a bit of inspiration from your boy, Bucks, Paddy Stowe, the Aubrey guy and star of Road to Berlin. Just trying to get those, those second runs. Now I've reintroduced them. Just to be super slow, so I want to try and hit a couple of at fives five, at five minute at five minute pace. Yeah, he hits fives. I was trying to hit fives, and four forty four was almost as slow as I could go. I think the thing in Albury though is it's pretty it's pretty mm. hot. It's not right now, but it's very hot over summer in the Arvo. I think that's why he started doing it. And he's also been you know on his feet in the clinic all day working, so he's pretty shattered. Yeah, um, and he's got some hills there too. So I, I think Julie used to telling me run quicker. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I did what? Sorry? I missed he, he that. He told him to go quicker. Troll Paddy Dog. to go quicker. Yeah, oh, he does some pretty e- – I mean, it's pretty slow going. He doesn't run trails or anything. Five minutes ago. Anyway, Wednesday did 60 minutes at 4.33 before work. Thursday I did another workout because I had a bit of a, a busy weekend coming up. So I did 10 by 2 minutes at about 3.04 pace. Off a minute kind of shuffle in between. This felt hard, like this pace, I'd kind of work for it. Um, it was cold though, and I'd usually go like Tuesday, Friday, so like 24 hours less recovery time. 
and just had a bit of life stress going on as well. A few things changed at work and I had this fun run I was kind of organising. So training was pretty low on my priorities last week. So I just got it done. Didn't really care that the pace felt a bit harder. Just ticked it off. Friday, um, 60 minutes at 4.23s. And then Saturday, I did my long run. Um, I did 2 hours and 20 minutes at 4.11s, which was 33.5k. My watch absolutely cooked it. For some reason, it just didn't register like the first like 14 or 15k of my run, which then cooked all my records on Strava. So I got home and it told me I'd run like a half marathon PB, a 10k PB. Um, yeah, entertained a few people there when I uploaded that one. Been having some issues with my Coros lately. My... um. My what's that thing called, Moose? Where you change between the screens? The bezel. Bezel. My bezel's oh, a bit yeah. cooked, kind of. Mine. Yeah. So sometimes I start workouts and it's just like I don't have the pace screen on, so I've got to like just wait until it kind of gets feels a bit better. And some reason that cooked it on this um upload as well. So kind of just cut off like half my map and like half my data. But anyway, not too data driven, so got the job done there. And then Sunday. This was the day I was, um, yeah, we had the local fun run on, which was amazing. So we we did a bit of uh, spray painting of the course. I know you've done this before, Moose, when you used to do that trail race, like spray paint, you put the arrows out, spray paint the course, get the chalk out on the concrete. The council doesn't allow us to spray paint the concrete parts. So we chalked you, that. You got out and back, though? Uh, no, nah, it's, a, it's a bit of a technical course. It's a bit like a 10K, a 10K loop, and then the half marathon does a bit of an extension, so they do a bit of a 10.5K loop and then an extra 100 metres at the start line. So kind of, yeah, the one core 10K that we kind of had to mark out. You know my mate Faz Moose? Me and him do a bit of organising for this one. So we met at 6 o'clock Sunday morning to set up all the stuff that we couldn't put out the night before. So like all the cones and the signage on the course, um, that was, yeah, dark in the morning too. So you're setting up, you can't really see much. And then I got my mate's um, scooter from work. Like he's got a, a Honda 125. And then my job, like my role was pretty much to make sure the course was okay. So I just kind of hooked around on this, um, yeah, motorized scooter all morning, just making sure the marshals knew where to go. Um, making sure they yeah knew which direction to point in. Had a massive argument with the traffic management guys. You guys ever had arguments with traffic management people before? They just like, they're just like I don't know like it's a real stereotype. But I feel like people that work in that field, and I'm sorry if we've got any Patreon supporters who work in that field, but the ones around here they just pretty much look like they're bikies. Um, they're just like rough as guts. They're just like, there was a couple of roads that were meant to be fully closed and they were just like letting traffic go down there and stuff. And I'm like, oh. we paid heaps of money. Like that's the big cost, traffic management. And we try to keep it off as many main roads as possible because you can't afford to pay for um, that many road closures. And they just like, oh, it's all right. We'll just let some cars go down and then we'll let them back up. And um, yeah, so I got a few arguments while I was out there on the scooter which scared me a bit because, as I said, they looked pretty rough as rough and um, like they could fight some of these traffic management people. So it was a stressful morning, like real stressful, but everything went to plan. And um, it was a good morning. Had about 350 people there. And I just love how like running brings people together. Like this is a, a fun run for people with a disability. So a lot of those people um, out on the course and very, um, it's not elitist at all. The, the times are definitely not what we're talking about on this kind of show, but just, um, yeah, seeing people active and um, getting around the local community was just, um, yeah, very, I don't know, just like heartwarming. Sounds a bit lame, but it was just good to see, you know, how 
we use running as a sport to then go within the community, not at an elite kind of level of the sport, if that makes sense. It was very much like a fun run, park run. Mm. Um, so like it was a lot of it was on bike paths and yeah. So it was really kind of um, cool and a lot of energy had gone into it over the last couple of months to see it kind of unfold uh, successfully. So after that at about oh, maybe about 1pm after we'd packed up and stuff, I went out for just an easy 50 minutes at 4.32s, but it was pretty cooked. That was a week of 130. Um, and yeah, that was good. Just stringing the weeks together. Looking forward to uh, Eckerton Relays as my next race in a couple of weeks on the AB circuit and then Burnley Half Marathon. So just kind of stringing some weeks together to get ready for that. Nice work, Brady, on uh, putting on an event. Thanks, Croaks. I have to get you here right. next year. What is a traffic management guy? Nah, you're way too classy for that kind of role, Croaks. But I'll find you something. I'll put you on a corner somewhere as a marshal, pointing in a direction. Chuck some cash to the winners? Uh, I think they get, um, like, the restaurant at Moama Bowling Club vouchers. You know the good one at the end there, Croaks? Yeah, yeah. The junction, that really classy one at the end, I think that's what they win. Sign sign merch from Brady as well, I reckon. Yeah, I could have done that. Oh, actually, I've got a story for you guys, and I want your take on it. So, like... Hudson, you know, obviously my is nearly four, so like gets a lot of exposure to me running and knows running's pretty important in my life and stuff. And they had this like kids race, like the junior bolt, and he'd been coming out on the course and helped me spray paint stuff and do the chalk and stuff like that. So he's kind of been pretty um, interested in this fun run kind of thing. And I said to him, yep, you can do this race. Like I think it was for five to ten year olds kind of thing and I was like it's all good I'm one of the organizers you're not five yet but you can do this race so I lined up with him at the start line and then gun goes these kids just sprint like it's free beer me and Hudson get absolutely dropped at the end we ended up coming last like I'm running along holding his hand and I'm just like is this going to be a traumatic experience for this young kid and he's always going to like hate running like did I do the wrong thing as a parent like all the people are like cheering him on like go Hudson and da 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 and this and that and I'm just like his heart rate's probably at 200. I'm not sure if he's actually having fun. Have I just ruined any chance? Not that I would be pushing him to get into running, but I'm just like, I don't know if I did the right thing there, fellas. And I didn't like how all the kids just sprinted off. Was he smiling? He was yeah, smiling and like laughing and like having a little bit of a joke, but it was almost like a bit of a like unsure kind of little laugh. And then I got to the end and he got a little prize and I think he was happy. He got a medal, told him he was, you know, he was the first three-year-old kind of thing. But I'm like, the whole, like, and I, like, not that I'm, I dominate that many races, but I've never been in a situation where the whole field has just dropped me and I'm, I'm the last person. So it was like this weird feeling that everyone just ran off in the distance. And I'm like, oh, he's my little fella down here. Mm. So yeah, odd experience. Let's see if we get him uh, signed up in the future. Anyway. I'm not, yeah, I can't, help, I can't help you there. Yeah, I can't help you. Yeah, so. let me know. And then Carly's like, what did you think it was going to happen? He's like a three-year-old against all these like six and seven-year-olds and ten-year-olds. And yeah, but anyway, uh, Hudson's got his first finishers medal. May never get another one ever again. Um, but thanks to Patreon supporters. Croaks, who you got? Uh, i got Dawn Beaumont from Woodford in South Australia. Uh, on her Strava, it's got that she's a Queen of Hearts epic duathlon athlete. And that means that she's training to run and ride 20,000 kilometres over 200 days around Australia. Uh She'll cross every state and territory to raise awareness and funds for the Heart Foundation. I'm not sure when that's taken place or if it's already happened. 5K PB of 28.24, estimated best 10K of 59.20 during last year's City Bay. 
uh, runs for the Runners One Group in Adelaide, and I believe she works for the Royal Flying Doctor Service of Australia as a health safety environment advisor. So, thanks for your support, Dawn, and all the best for that event. If um, yeah, if it hasn't already been. Wow, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? Mm, it's a lot of kilometres. Good on you, Dawn. Who you got, Moose? Uh, I got Carla Trawick. So Carla's from Ballarat. She is a seventeen twenty one. Oh, 1727 athlete. Jeez, I reckon she's beaten that. She she ran faster than that at one of those um, Box Hill ones, I reckon. Um, 35.52 at this year's Albert Park 10K. She ran a PB of 79.23 at the Gold Coast half this year. She's a principal at RSM Australia, which is like accountancy, accountant work, I think. She actually helped me... Um, with business valuation stuff when I was purchasing the Geelong store. Uh, she runs for the Wendery Athletics Club. She's won both the prestigious Chaz Suffren as well as Ballarat Lap of the Lake. She's a bit of a stalwart of Ballarat Athletics, actually. She's doing Sydney Marathon as her debut. Um, she's she's just getting into some, some hard work now. So she ran 90 minutes and then did a progression run through the Ballarat 15K. Uh, yeah, what else about Carla? She do it at marathon pace. <laughs> she did a progression run actually because um, she probably doesn't know her marathon pace yet, or she hasn't. She's got no idea what marathon effort should be because she never done one. That's right. Yeah. Um, good on you, Carla. That's thank really, you, Carla. That sounds. She's like got a lot of money. She, she actually has a lot of money. I was about Carla. to say that. <laughs> yeah, she drives a four-wheel drive Audi. She's got like multiple houses in Ballarat. <laughs> Um, she's flying. <laughs> Fiance good. Will, she just got engaged too. He's also very wealthy. He's an accountant too. Oh, he's not for her for the, with her for the money kind of thing, you don't think? Nah, I think they work together, which has got, got to be hard work. I mean, I know it's hard work. <laughs> I, I can confirm. <laughs> I'm going to thank uh, Luke Rowland from London, founder Luke Rowland on Power of 10 website. If it's the same guy, he's ran 16.06 or 5K, so he's quick at the recent British Milers Club meet, 33.31 at the 2022 Telford 10K, and 74.14 for the half marathon in Santa Pola, Spain. He's also ran 2.34 at last year's London Marathon, which was the October edition last year. They do two last year, Croaks? Yeah, they, they did October. Too. That was the last year of that, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so thanks, Luke, Dawn, Carla, for your support of the Inside Running Podcast on Patreon. If you want to get heaps of bonus content, you can sign up, support us on the show, or if it just brings you value, our lowest our tier of support is just $5 a month. So if you think what we put out for free is worth $5, um, we'd greatly appreciate your support. Um, trying to think what else goes up there. Road to Berlin's been going up there with big success. Might have another side project starting soon. Catching up with the boys, Christian and Toby, for the monthly this week. We'll recap everything that's been happening. See, the big dog did three-hour run yesterday, Christian. He's getting fit. That's what <laughs> you know. He's going again. right. Yeah, he's going all right. So I'll talk to those DMs boys during the week. Did you? DMs about Chris's long run. A couple of screenshots got sent through. Just reckon Valencia may be a little far away before these. <laughs> <laughs> for these three-hour runs, but no, I like it. I don't mind it. Bucks, I did hear a whisper that you've been listening to Road to Berlin. Let's dial into Paddy and see how he's tracking. Yeah, because um, we we do we do a bit of running together when I'm back home. We've got a really Mate. good like long run around Beechworth. Paddy's so, regressing. You see his results this week? Uh, I didn't see his result. No, he's 
he's regressing or he's just in a good you know good um, block of training and um, you know racing sensibly for the team. <laughs> Guess we'll find out on Wednesday when I uh, host it. This week's episode of the Inside Running podcast is proudly sponsored by On Double Cloud Tech to double your run. The Cloud Stratus has always been a performance superstar with famously impressive cushioning on a road run for 5K up to a marathon. The winning recipe is evolved into the Cloud Stratus 3 with noticeable performance and sustainability upgrades. The improved nylon speedboard adds a powerful forward roll and a shaved off seconds to those double distances. While refined cushioning doubles down on the underfoot softness sensation, the Cloud Stratus is famous for to take your run further than before. Visit on.com or your specialty running retail store to grab your pair today. We will actually. Moose, do you want to go there first though? Ballarat 15k, you're talking about Paddy Stowe. I think he was 10th or something, but tell us about the top threes. Um, yeah, so Andy, he won again. He's flogging him at the moment. He, I think he was like in fifth place or something early. And then the two other Bendigo fellas maybe run off the front a bit. Was it Archie and Nath? Yeah, from the footage I saw, but I only saw the little recap video that they put out. Yeah, well, someone told me that anyway. I didn't see it. I was a bit far back for that. Um, he beat Lockie Hurd, who was second in 45-25, and Archie Reid, 45-30. So you still coach Archie Reid, Frother, or is he a Melbourne Track Club athlete now? He's jumping in a bit of the Melbourne Track Club stuff when he's in Melbourne. Still keeping a good eye on him, still chatting to him, but, yeah, not right in his program. But that's a great run from Archie. He was, he's been sniffing out a medal for a while now. So to run yeah. 45.30, it's a good... Um, well, he is great on the roads and at half marathons, so it doesn't surprise me that he got his first AV medal in a 15K. Well-deserved. Brady coaches him when he runs well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just checking in on him. Been talking to him heaps <laughs> the last fortnight, boys, to get that result. Yeah. Probably the hardest yeah. um, AV race to medal at as well. It is the um, hardest, I agree with you, yeah. <laughs> uh, You ever medaled in one of them, Bucks? Uh, not the 15k, so, uh, definitely so. not. But, um, but on that, um, Julian, did um, you, where did you come in this race? Uh, third. No, no, I know you came third back then, but like this, yeah, this, year. this year. Not worried about you. we're not worried about glory days here, Moose. We're, we're talking about the current. I've got the results here. I'll look it sure. up. 30, Just give me a couple minutes while I scroll 36. down. I think I was 36. Oh yeah, 36. you were 36, 48, yeah. 54. Tell us about team scores, Moose. No, Bucks is on a rolly. He wants to. He's, he's no, I was just saying your PB is the same um, result that Andy ran, I noticed. Mm. Um, so I was curious yeah. if you, you could have won how it. you'd gone if you'd just gone for it and not did a 20K warm-up. Might have dusted him, I reckon. But <laughs> I never know, I reckon. Never know. Um, Bendigo, they had a pretty good run, I'd say. They had 57 points. That's um, just beat Box Hill, who had 248 points. <laughs> you guys did pretty well, Brady. That's incredible. I checked that as I was marshalling. Like first, third, fifth, ninth, twelfth, twenty seventh. Some people said it's the lowest score ever recorded for an XCR race. No, did they really? That's what they were saying. I don't know. Like Matt the Mad Snake Buckle was banging on about that, so I'm not trusting what he said. But yeah, it'd be happy to be pretty close. Usually, if you get a hundred, you win. And they got fifty seven. Yeah. They go better without you, I reckon. Imagine if I was there. We would have had like take out the twenty seven and put in a maybe tenth be a culture thing without you there i come fourth in this event last year too they all just come together a bit more with the boys teams going hey, Chris, can we can we talk about ballarat beating um geelong oh, well, wow. shocker didn't they 308 home track home track so ballarat 267 
they go they got all the people in town they'd have to leave of course they're going to go well they did pretty well though i'm going to pay them that they come third and they'll be stoked about that the fellas uh fourth don't know geelong was sixth we had brett coleman ping a calf um at about the 6k mark i was running next to him and all of a sudden he was on the sideline so that was no good and one bloke had to do the groceries this week so he couldn't make it down to um to race such so, a good team culture <laughs> <laughs> blokes just do anything um, for the singlet <laughs> the ladies race Gemma Maney she um she won she was 51 29 she beat Jin McCormick um 51 50 so Bendigo had second place there that's pretty good yeah Melissa Duncan that, yeah it's good to see Jin back that's it Jin, is, Jin yeah. Maloney from people yeah pre pre-married name Yep, and Melissa Duncan was third, 52-34. Um, teams, South Melbourne won, 89 points. St. Stephen's, how come you got good women but no good men? Bucks? They were 96 uh, points. Stop muting us. I mean, our, no, I'm not, I'm not on mute. I'm just um, just listening to the uh, to the content. Look, our women's team is definitely <laughs> our uh, our highlight at the moment. They're, they're definitely pushing on for the premiership. The... Um, the blokes are, um, you know, four years since the glory days, and we're, um, we're, we're just fighting a relegation battle. But I noticed we got off the bottom of the ladder for the first time in uh, about four weeks. So, do you have the live ladder there, Brady? Like, does that mean we might actually avoid relegation? Uh, coming I don't think they've updated after that round, which is silly. They should update it straight away. But you guys, um, let me see. Oh no, maybe this is updated. Yes, it was today. Um, no, that was the scores. Give me a second. You guys were in the relegation zone coming into this race, but I think that you've come seventh. You might have got out of it, and Collingwood might be now in the relegation zone. So that's yeah, um, it's a bit of a sad state for St. Stephens. This is what happens when you spend all your money trying to buy a premiership. What happens the year after and the year after that? Moose, they don't like it well, when I, you bring that up. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the facts well, I mean, that matter. Well, I mean, the, 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 I mean, look, the facts. I mean, I've been I, my club would be unhappy if I didn't say something to that. I mean, I considering I've been with the club since about 2013, and I can promise you, I've never been paid. Um, I, I, Stewie's bought his own membership for most years, so I don't think it's quite the um, yeah, that's quite the narrative. Advertised. We hear the narrative. Um, we hear the narrative. Yeah, yeah. This like we've seen at local footy, one sponsor comes in, throws their weight around, buys a premiership, and then the club's destroyed for three or four years after that. You're just in that stage now. Um, Box Hill, they were third, 141 points. Uh, Geelong, I think they've secured Division Two Premiership. So you'll see Geelong Pussycats move up into Premier Division next year for the women. So that is exciting. Did you see they got rolled by Bendigo in Div 3, though? Oh, Did you no. see that? Move on. Bendigo okay. ladies are coming Brokes, for us. you got new, new South Wales road relays? Yeah. Uh, ladies, yes. big shout out, 61. Good on you, ladies. You gave me shit, remember, a couple of years ago when I didn't know what division our ladies' team were in? Now I'm the yeah. number one fan. Sorry, Crokes, go for it. All right. Yeah, so the New South Wales Road relays were up at Bankstown on the weekend, so that's a 4x4K event. Uh, in the women's, uh, it was won by Run Crew, uh, 52 minutes and 42 seconds. They won by, what, over three minutes from the Newcastle Flyers, and then Ramwick Botany were third. The three fastest splits for the day were Neve Allen, 12.38. Ainsley Van Graan was second in tw- also 12.38. Um, and Kate Spencer was third in 13.08. In the men's, close tussle between Bankstown and Run Crew. Bankstown got the victory, 
to run Cruz 46-32. So just three seconds there. Sydney Uni were third, um, about 30 seconds or 20, 20 seconds behind. Faster splits, Ed Goddard, 11-13. Stefan Music uh, was 11-15. And Aaron Spiesberger-Parker was also 11-15. Um, we're going to news off the top of your head, Crooks. How's their season looking? Like a run crew, or who's winning the season? Uh, they got ladders, relegation. They don't do relegation, sure. do they? No, no. It's uh, they do have a competition, but yeah, no I don't cares. think I don't think too yeah, many people care was. about it. Three seconds. Three seconds. Yeah, yeah good race, isn't it? Yeah. So that was, I think, um, Josh Johnson holding off Benny Saint for the last Ooh. leg there. Mm. Interesting. Next up, Abby Corwell breaks Lyndon Hall's 1,000 metre Australian record, goes from strength to strength. Abby ran 234.63 to win the race that was in Bern, Switzerland. Previous record was 235.90. Lyndon was in that race. She finished second to Abby in 235.12. So those two ladies are absolutely flying coming into the World Championships in a couple of weeks. Um, want to go World Junior Games? Or do you want to just go that Australian announcing the team for the upcoming World Champs? Yeah, we can do that. So this yep. was today. Um, I wonder how well we pretty much tried to pick the team last week. Pretty close. Um, we got it pretty close, didn't we? Yeah. I'll, I'll start with uh, the men's 800. Pete Bowl, Joseph Deng, Riley McGowan, that's strong. 1500, Stewie, Adam Spencer, and Matthew Ramsden. Matthew Rams has got to be one of the luckiest people getting around to get into that team, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, I reckon. Like, based on what he's sort of done this season, like, he was a few spots, yeah, he was a fair few spots out of the quota. Um, but I guess that's where, you know, people are injured. Uh, some countries aren't sending people, even though they're in the quota. So that helps people like Matt, who are outside, move up into that quota. And I more meant because Ollie Hoare didn't take his spot. Oh, yeah, and because well. Cam Myers, so yeah, so two people didn't take their spot. And then are you kind of talking about the injuries for like Rory Hunter and Jai and stuff? No, no, I'm talking about like, because he was outside the quota um, that other people from other countries have obviously pulled out for him to move up. Yeah. Yeah, so just before that, I'm going to ask you, Bucks, a question on this. Um, sure. What do you think of this points deal? Surely, like, as an athlete who's suffered the consequences of the, the system, how do, you, how do you rate it? Like, do you like it? Look, I've, I've heard you guys talk about it a bit, um, and I've heard Croaks, like, is definitely not, not as much of a fan of it because you'd, you'd probably say you prefer just the quickest person to go. Um, but personally, like, I quite, I quite like it because what it does is it encourages racing. And, you know, it's the sport trying to say, like, we're, what we're going to value is, is racing and competition. Not necessarily just time trial, and um, and I think that there's, there's a bit of a generational thing there. But I think that's that's sort of a better way to sell narratives, and I think that's really um, really valuable for the sport. And I also think like you know you, you can have situations where um, say the quicker person doesn't necessarily go. But um, I mean like to talk about um, like my own example, say in um, in 2021, I was actually the third quickest Aussie um, who made that steeple team. You know, and Clarkie ran 8:22, and um, Ed ran 8:19. But if you looked at where I put my three best runs together, I think in my in my in uh, Oceanias I beat I beat Clarky and Max at um, Brisbane I beat Ed Clarky and um, Nipper like I beat everyone, and in Finland I beat um, Nipper. So like every result that I got in off, I beat another Aussie who I was competing against. So I think um, 
you can have you can have quirky things, but but I, I like the way it encourages racing, and, and and it sort of makes people show up at at the better races to um to, to fight for their spot. Do you think though, Buck, some some of the events like the amount of additional points you get are a little bit like too generous? Like for example, you know, like winning an Oceana Marathon in two thirteen plus you add then the Oceana champs to that is the equivalent of a sub 210 marathon? Well, I mean, on itself, that, that can sound a bit, that, that can sound a bit questionable, but I suppose I'd flip that around to say, isn't it a good thing that that means that it makes a lot of the best Aussie marathoners line up and race? I mean, yeah, if, if the outcome you, is you, have, you have to line up and race, um, isn't, isn't that a good thing? Mm. Like, because I, it, I, it encourages yeah. you to go to the good races. Yeah, and encourages everyone to line up. So, so I, I agree. If it's one in two thirteen, that's not good. But the idea is it's trying to incentivise you all to go there and race and win it in two ten. Yeah, and that's probably why we saw Liam up there and run two oh eight. I'll keep going through this though. Five k, Stewie's doubling, so fifteen and five for Stewie. Morgan McDonald as well, who got in on points. Spoke about him last week. Your teammate Buck. So good to see him back on the uh, global scene. And three k, very Stephen. clutch. Yeah, very clutch. Very clutch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 3K stable t- chase, Matthew Clark. The women, uh, men's team's 30, women's team is 37. 800, uh, Kat Bissett, the Australian record holder. Abby Caldwell is going to double, double, and Ali Sanford, she makes up that 800 team. 1500, Jess Hull. See in brackets here it says self-coach. Mm. Hmm. Lyndon yeah. Hall. And um, Abby Caldwell's going to do the double, so the 8 and the 15. That's where just, Georgia just, Griffith just, last week croaks we were talking about. Yeah, so just on that 15, so I guess one of two things happened here. Either Georgia sort of withdrew herself or the selectors just went, you know what, although Georgia's run quicker, we're going to pick Abby because, you know, we think she's, you know, a better chance at the championship. Do you know anything there, Bucks? Um, I know Georgia went home before the very last couple of races, um, okay. so, so I think she she made that call. Um I think it would have been really interesting if Georgia had come out and run something like 404 or 403 and sort of declared her fitness because um, that would have been a really a really interesting selection decision. Yeah. But but as it was, um, I think if she only ran a season best, it was 406, 407. It was probably it was probably pretty straightforward. But it could have been really it could have been a really interesting one because she did have a quicker time. Um, but it would have been a very um, um, convoluted decision considering you know last year and everything that had sort of <laughs> gone into that. Yeah. Yeah. 5K, um, Jess Hull, so she's doubling like Stewie, Rose Davies, Lauren Ryan, and the marathon. We do have to mention, actually, the men's marathon, Pat Tin, and um, he was on that team, but he's no longer listed on this um, start list, I guess, these, this team selection today. Not sure if anyone knows anything about that, but the women's marathon, Lisa Waitman, Izzy Bat Doyle, and Sarah Klein. Good, strong mm. teams all around. Anyone anyone know anything about Pat? I guess he must be injured. Mm. Bucks, nothing made it onto your desk? Not about Pat, no. Moose? Mm. No, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> just just pipe up, boys. If anyone's got anything on Pat, slide into my DMs because these three boys have got nothing. Uh, World Uni Games, Crokes. Yeah, so just a couple of quick results here. So in the steeple, um, Cara Fane Ryan, she got the gold. Uh, Georgia Wing Cup got the bronze. Liam Cashin was eighth in the men's steeple. Jack Lunn was eighth in the men's 800, and Holly Campbell was ninth in the 5,000 metres. Uh, so you've added here that uh, yeah, Tim Vincent was 23rd in the half marathon in 67.59, and Harrison Bagley 28th 
in 71.05. And Brady, it was... Sorry. It was warm. Yeah, I thought that by the time. So I've actually missed the 3K steeplechase women's team as well. For some reason, they were down under the oh, hurdlers. Yeah. So Amy Cashin, Carafi and Ryan, and Brielle Erbacker. So there's the three uh, bucks that we send. You should have known that, Bucks, if I missed your steeplechase uh, <laughs> teammates there. Why didn't you pipe up earlier? Oh, I don't want to um, interrupt your flow. Are <laughs> you listening, man? You boys listening? Are, um, there's, there's, so much, there's so much rolling through sometimes. It's, uh, I don't want, to, like, don't want to jump in. It's good to see those three ladies make another team, though. Some youth there. Well, it's exciting because there was a period where I think, um, you know, we were pretty um, light in the stable. And, like, it's one thing I'm, like, me and, um, and, and Clark, you're really, really proud of is that it's just how many more people are making it now. And how, I mean, while the men's a bit light this year, how full the teams have been the last few years. So it's a real credit to those three girls. And I think Amy Cashin, she only missed the final about one place last year. Mm. It'd be very exciting to see what she can do in the um, in the championship. Mm. She's, she's been my uh, she's, she's my female female athlete to watch this year. So expecting big things from Amy. Who was yours, Moose? Oh. Uh, Jess Hull, perhaps. That's no. Peter Ball. Joe Ding. <laughs> Would have been one of Any, them. Name anyone else good. Brady, who's your... Mine was Caitlin Adams, which I know she's been overseas recently, but, um, yeah, she's not on that World Champs team, but I hope she's going well. And Brady's was Ollie Hall. Just picks Ollie every year. Mm, I left him off this year after the injury. He's th- 32 years old, mate. <laughs> yeah, I had to keep moving. Fitzy's five. I think you're purple here, Bucks. That's the colour code we're going with. Tell us about the results over there in Adelaide. I was wondering um, how where these colour-coded things work. Because um, I see you boys are always better than as we go. The Fitzy's five. Um, Adrian Potter got the win in 14.10. Jacob Cox just behind in 14.19. He was an old steeple rival of mine. And Thomas Elfenbane, third in 14.31. Um, I know Riley Cox, I think, raced as well. I think he paced Izzy. Because Izzy about to have won the women's in 15.09. Which, yeah. the road 5K, that's a really good run, mm. uh, 15.09. And interesting to see how that translates to a marathon, um, a marathon at World Champs um, coming up. And then Tara Palm second, fifteen fifty four, and Isabel Hume third in sixteen sixteen thirty six. Izzy did a big workout after that as well, I reckon, on her Strava. I remember scrolling past that Sunday afternoon. Probably just probably just marathon effort for, uh, for Izzy. You reckon? Bit of moose about know. it, folks. A bit, a bit of moose. Well, yeah. Brady, they Brady, they say you know if you're. Um, you know, the definition if you're overtraining, if your training's better than your race, your training form is better than your race form, by definition, you're overtraining. So we'll probably see in six weeks. I'm going to answer to all this. We'll you, having a crack, you having a crack at Izzy here? The proof is always in the pudding box. No, not, not, I mean. You're having a crack at the old squad, mate. Just um, throw volatiles before you tune out tonight. Crack at you, Julian. That's probably the safest person to have a yeah. crack at on this. Oh, um, Left Coast Track Club going to be up and about after hearing this. <laughs> My easy, my easy comment was based was at you as well, Moose. <laughs> no, I know it was, boys. <laughs> she did three by four k afterwards. It's a big morning. Um, yeah, I mean that's huge, isn't it? To run a think about running a super hard five k. I mean, this would be close to a PB on the road if it wasn't already. Run your five k PB, then go do three by four k. Off two minutes. You, reckon job. you could do that. You, two minutes jog. I mean, that's even harder. And extended cool down. She did 22K total. But also, I think running that fast over 5K, like when you're pretty close, like, you know, you're in marathon training is like, you know, could be encouraging as well. So you're fast. You're fit. 
Perth Half Marathon and WA Champs over there. Bucks, last bit of news from you. Uh, so Matt Smith got the win um, in 67.52 and uh, Lauren French second in 79.27. Um, um, only only um, got the results for the, for the top top um, result in each. That's how it works. Second, if it's not fast enough, Croke's doesn't put it in. That's his general <laughs> rule here, Bucks. See how, well, see how Tim like, Vincent's results in a different colour? That's because I had a win for my boy. I was about to pipe up about Tim Vincent because I thought that was a bit rough, but then you um, then you then you came over the top. So yeah, yeah. good to see the man still getting um, getting some credit. He's been getting bashed on here the last couple of weeks. Got to look after my boy Tim. Well, I think sometimes running news can just drag on a little bit, so it's yeah, it's hard to know which ones to leave in and which ones to cut. I'm with you, Croaks. Yeah. I'm with you, mate. We don't put favourite. If, if you're going to do a road to bloody everything. He was at the World Uni Games. It was special. Like you wait. Games. World I Uni like Games. I like you wait till I start giving some. Um, you wait till I start giving some news, and then you say we need to cut all this news. So I mean, we'll just cut this whole segment if you want, boys. I'm quite okay with that. But you also you got, to, you got to remember, Brady. There's a lot of people overseas that just like will just switch off as soon as we start going through like a random 5k in Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, we did see a bit of that in the Patreon feedback on the mm. survey last week, which was good. Thanks to all the people that filled out that survey form on Patreon last week. I think we've made a copy of the results from Patreon supporters, and now we're going to open it up to the general public. It's always good to just know what uh, the patron supporters think. Um, and then, Was there yeah. any um, any call outs you can you can tell us? Oh, there's going to be like we're going to. I think we have to do a show about it. Some of the stuff in there was hilarious. Some of our listeners who have been with us from the start um, were really like just taking me down memory lane. Some of their like memories and stuff, bucks for like stuff that I'd forgotten actually happened. I was constantly just copy and paste and stuff into our uh, group chat mm. from some of the stuff the listeners. <laughs> Um, yeah, kind of. We kind of just had a, one of the questions in there, like, "Have you got any funny stories about you? How you associate with the show?" And there was some really good stuff there. There was a question about um, who is their favourite male and female distance runner. You can only pick one, and we kind of had a bit of a survey there. And do you want to have a guess who the female is, Bucks? It's pretty close, thirty-three percent and twenty-eight percent. Yeah, uh, this like, is only yeah. Patreon supporters. Current or like. Um... Yeah, current. Current, like in I, the... I mean, if it's patron supporters, you'd probably say Ellie, wouldn't you? Yeah, Ellie's the favourite, 33%. Sinead, 28%. That might change when we open to the public because this is a small sample size. And the men, you didn't poll any... Oh, did you poll any votes here? He probably voted him for himself, I reckon. I, did, I didn't. I actually missed the memo to uh, vote in this thing, so um, yeah, I check, apologize yeah. about that. Stewie was the crowd favourite. Stewie, 23% of our listeners, their favourite. And uh, Liam yeah. Adams, second. Did anyone vote for Julian? Uh, well, people could add their own ones here, and I'm just looking down. There's a lot of people. People voting for Toby, you moose. Toby? Andrew, Andrew He's Ferguson. Who are these people? Toby stopped running a while a ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, we, there was also a fun question there about are you team Kipchoge or Kiptum for the back end of 2023? 52% of our Patreon supporters prefer Kiptum over Kipchoge, 47%. Mm. So that was interesting. Anyway, there's heaps of data to unpacking like a full-on episode that I want to do down the track um, and talk about some of the memories there. Listen to question, Croak. Let's just do the top one. Yeah, let's do it. It's a fun one. Uh, who, are your, who are your running idols you look up to, past and present? And that comes in from Alan Shields. Shieldsy, good supporter mm. of the show from Scotland. Over Bucks. to you, Bucks. Yeah. I was actually looking forward to the second question more than the top one. Um, past, past and present. Um, I mean, I'll probably give you a, um, you know, reasonably, um, reasonably boring answer on this. I mean, I, um, I mean, 
a past is, def- is, is definitely Craig in it. <laughs> and it's, um, but like it's it, it sort of adds an element to, that I really um, really enjoy about him coaching me. Is that I'm being coached by the bloke who, when I was you know 16, 17, you know was was the absolute um, god of the sport. So it's a really um, that's a really nice um, you know way to sort of you know also like sort of the tail end of my career to get to work with him. That's because um, you know at 16, 17, I never would have thought I'd be working with Craig um, or would have done a lot of things I've done done in running. So it's um, and I think I remember him racing in uh, in Beijing and and Com Games and all the um, all the classics. So that's um, that's definitely up there. Um, and, and I mean, do you want? Would you like a? I don't, I don't really have a have a lady like of, of the past. I mean, I'm I've got huge wraps on. Not so much an idol, but I've got huge wraps on Cat and Linden. Um, I spent a lot of time travelling with them this year, and like just sort of you know just the professionalism, sort of you know like relentless intensity they bring to us with each day of training, and um and their mentality is very um is very impressive. I think it's um, it's something the girls in my group can really really value from you know sort of get, getting to see that firsthand. Mm. Who you got, Moose? Man, I I can't even think of anybody. I don't have a running idol. What even mm. is when you got into the sport? But when I got into the sport, I was in my twenties, and so I I didn't real I don't really have a running idol. Like so, I, I, I don't like people from other countries. Like I, I watch them, but I don't really fanboy them, and I never really found anyone that I connected with as a. Um, as a sort of professional runner at the time that I thought, oh, this bloke's a legend, I'm following him along. Mm-hmm. So I, do, I don't have anybody. I can't, I'm just literally nobody. Well, is there, all right, um, is there somebody at the moment, a current runner that you sort of admire in terms of the way they go about what they do? Like from the way that they race or the way that they, um, you know, hold themselves off the track? Like, yeah. I reckon uh, that's a good question, actually. Um, I, I mean, I like the way um, Sondre Moen goes about it from Norway. Like, I, I like the way he trains. I like how, like, I, I mean, Christian sort of told me a few things about how he, how his mindset is, and and um, like he 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 doesn't want to be second rate. He's sort of he's run two hundred five. He always wants to be that that groundbreaker like there's no ceilings for him that sort of excites me watching that mm, good one wasn't expecting that what about you brady uh craig Mottram for me as well bucks when i was getting into the sport it was around that like 2003 2004 years um, when he won that world champs bronze and then the com games i was in the stadium that night so he was like the like you used to have footballer posters on your walls. He was like the, the running version of that because he was just a superstar. Um, I always looked up to Rowan Walker Moose when I oh, was yeah. like getting into the AV scene because I kind of enjoyed how um, like he just didn't have an ego. He was just a hard worker, but he still like won Melbourne Marathon and would do good things in like the domestic kind of scene and just seemed yeah. like it was all off hard work, not so much talent. Um, Mono He's now. Gone. Oh, sorry. Go, yeah. Oh. No, I was going to say if um, if you're going to take Motram off me, I'll give you someone else. How's that sound? And you can cut the first bit. Yeah, no, leave we don't this entire, Yeah, <laughs> leave this entire section rolling. Um, no, there's a, there's a Canadian steeple chaser, Matty Hughes, who um, you know from like 2011 to Tokyo made every single championship final and became sixth at Tokyo Olympics. And he um, mm. and you know like he was like eight eight eleven guy, um, you know thirteen thirteen three thirty seven. You know he's, he's someone who like a lot, a lot of the guys who was sort of who are my compatriots who race, who are European, look up to as someone who really got everything out of himself across across his whole career. And like the reason I really remember him is because I remember 
being in the stadium at Com Games watching him come fourth in 2018, and he lost the medal by like a by a bee's dick. And then 18 months later, I raced him in Zagreb, which in a race he won, and I um I qualified for world champs that day, which is a really um which is really cool for me. Sort of you know 18 months I've gone from watching the guy in the stadium to racing him. So yeah, that's cool. He was always someone yeah. steeple that I always looked up to. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I think Mona as well. Like I look up to him in a way how he's impacted the running community with his longevity and he's like got his finger in so many different pies with different events and commentary and things like that i think he's um taken australia forward in his involvement in the sport and my other ones like probably current like this is like low-key kind of grassroots stuff but like andy the way he kind of he like he's a like world class runner in a way, two ten marathoner, but he's still the guy that organises the bus for the Bendigo Bats and like does the admin, you know, organising hoodies and stuff like that. Like he could be just the absolute king of that team and um, you know, let the peasants kind of do all those shit kicker jobs, but he's kind of just the man on the ground and kind of does those things. So yeah, that's a bit of a different people for different reasons, I suppose, for me. Mm-hmm. You got Crooks? Um, well, it'd be like Moose in that when I, like I started running relatively late where you sort of passed having idols. And so if I was thinking back to like idols, when I was sort of early in high school, it was more like I'd watch the surf lifesaving and I'd have a favorite athlete in the surf lifesaving or the, um, St. George bank triathlon series was on TV. So you'd watch all that sort of stuff and you'd be attracted to a particular athlete. And so I had athletes that I looked up to in those sports and, and swimming as a kid, but not so much running um, because I didn't really get into it till I was, you know, 20. Um, and then uh, probably like, so, so probably the first athlete I took notice of was probably Andrew Lloyd, mainly because back in 1990, he won the Commonwealth Games gold medal and like Sun uh, Wide World of Sports or Sun, Sports Sunday, I think it was called back then, used to run these competitions about, you know, which is the best moment in the last like year or whatever. And it was him finishing the 5K. Um yeah, so I don't really have one from the past. Um, current would be, like, probably Stewie, just in terms of, like, he leaves it out there every single race, like, often makes the race, doesn't care what anybody else does in the race, just focuses purely on himself, um, and a great guy off the track as well. So, um, yeah, in terms of current, probably probably Stewie. Well spoken, um, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But in terms of, like, even now, like, if you told me when I was, like, when I was getting into running, like, I, you know, I heard of Mona, I heard of Deke, but over the last 20-odd years, like, the amount of, like, Olympians or, or World Championship Aussie representatives that I've been able to actually, like, meet and, like, know on a personal level, like, you know, that's sort of a bit of a pinch-me sort of moment, um, which I think is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. You just go start a podcast and you get to talk to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah, Moose on the loose. We've been going deep training talk the last couple of weeks, Moose, but I'm, I'd love if you just could tee off on something this week. Go to, go to the bottom one there, Moose. I like that one. Yeah, all right, I, I will. So this is, firstly, this was, um, this has been going on, I reckon. I reckon Sinead and Ali complain about this all the time. They complain about when they're in a race with men, how the men sometimes sit on them in in the race and, and get a, a, a um, what do you call it, slipstream, um, so they don't have to face the elements. And they always get pissed off. They're like, it's really shit how the men do that and um, they should be in front of us. And then on the weekend, Bree said the same thing. She's like, oh, these men were 
when we got to the wind, like I felt like they all went behind me. And I thought, yeah, well, why not? You're a human. They're a human. You're in a human race. Why should it fucking matter if you're a woman and they're a man? Like, do they get pissed off at you if they go, if you tuck in behind them? Like, if we want to be all for equality now, how can you get upset if the men who might not be as fast as the woman or as strong at that point tuck in for a little ride behind? Like, I think that's bullshit of the women to complain about that. What do you reckon? I like it. I like it, Moose. Yeah, like those the guys that the women are running with, the, the same sort of level of athlete. Exactly. They're out, out there just doing their best. At the end of the day, like Bree might have beaten the guy tucking in by a minute. Yeah. So I reckon that should... happens. Yeah, and I reckon that would be more. That would be the more common result is that the guys that are sitting on the girls aren't there at the end of the race. They've fallen off. Yeah, I'd say they would get their pacing wrong more than the yeah. the women because there's a bit more maybe ego testosterone at the start line. So yeah, I say shut up, shut up, women. <laughs> Just get back in, like get back into the pack. Just be an, another member of the pack. Don't play poor me. Poor me, the woman who has to run into the wind. Like you'll get your chance to sit behind just like the men do. I like it. The old moose, moose on the loose is back. I'm thinking like... Will Ellie, will Ellie get a right to reply to this or are we just... Oh, uh... fuck it. I've had enough of that woman. <laughs> I know who's fucking written into this podcast. Don't worry. I know who's been in Croaks' DMs about this. I've had enough. Well, you know if, what? if Faith Kipyagon was in a track 5K <laughs> and I'm trying to hang on to her, would that be looked down upon? No, it shouldn't be. Like, should it be like Brady shouldn't be sitting on Faith um, Kipyagon? He's a man, he should be doing some work, even though she's going to smoke me over a 5K? No, it shouldn't be looked down upon. Well, just, this just... is a bit topical, Moose. Like, are you going to are you going to sit on the lead woman and sit... I reckon mm. be in front of them, mate. Hey, who's the pacer? You're bringing your own pacemaker for 30k at 315. Oh, I got that? someone lined up. Got someone yeah, lined up. There can't be many talent. people in Australia who can do that. Flying him in. Yeah, right. What about in this group chat croaks with Jimmy, the organizer? He's like, Moose just throws all these demands out there like he's Tamarat Tola. <laughs> I can ask for nothing. Yeah, ask for <laughs> heaps of shit. I overstepped your welcome big time. Yeah. Oh, way. I feel sorry for Jimmy. I've been paying flights, accommodation. Fucking expensive weekend up there. Paying what? for a pacer to come. Shoe company's not flying you up to make some, like, miniature shoes? These ASICs actually race. I could probably hit them up. <laughs> actually, I've got some emailing to do after this. <laughs> <laughs> um, let us know what you think about that moose on the loose. What's coming up? Bucks, what are you doing? You coming home? Uh, I've actually um, declined Craig calling me twice while I've been on this chat. So oh, I'll, uh, no. I'll probably, oh, I'll probably boy. find out. When oh, I'm boy. Oh, don't don't oh, tell boy, me you were no, talking to Craig's. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> no, it was, it was quite funny. Like, it was it was the middle of the um, the idol segment as I'm just declining the bloke multiple times. Um, <laughs> hey, oh, well, Bucks. Well, but, sorry, I Bucks. I feel pretty good today. So you, you can, go, bro. Sorry, oh, can, yeah, just when you're chatting to Craig, can you just say you got off the Inside Running podcast and say Croak's asked me some really, really good questions tonight? Thanks. Um... I think we all agree, Croaks, it was a shit question. Mate. Oh, hey, hang on. In my defence, he then, after I asked the question... <laughs> Why are you trying to relitigate this with me? I mean, surely <laughs> no, he's the... No, no, no. I'm just saying, this is Demuth. He then spent the next 20 minutes talking about his coaching philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you put him on the spot. <laughs> I think it relaxed him. Then we got him going. <laughs> Sorry, Buck, carry on. got him going. It's not, it's not hard to do. Um, 
where I've, I've lost my train of thought here. Um, Just tell us what's I happening in your say, life. I, I ran, I ran 8K this morning. I actually felt pretty good. So I'm, um, I'm inclined to push on and sort of do, you know, do a modified um, program for a couple of weeks and see how it goes. Because I mean, I'm, I'm staying in San Luis over here for free, and um, I've, uh, I mean, my flight home was was booked for after Budapest. So I mean, I'm, I'm not in any, um, I'm not in any rush to go home. And I mean, I, I get the impression it's, you know, it's probably a lot nicer to be up here than it is in Melbourne right now, um, just just because it's summer. So. Uh, I'll take my time. I'll make a call. Um, well, it's probably good you had me on this week. So at least I did do some running. It's possible I'll, I'll have done no running next week, just be cross training. But we'll um, we'll make a call after this. Give it three weeks. Come back September. Weather's getting good. Well, it's footy finals. I mean, it's the thing is, though, if I'm going to stop. I should just stop. And you know, and so it means I'm running again. You know, mid October. And I, what I don't want to do is sort of do a halfway house and sort of limp along, not race, and still need to take the same break. So if I if I decide to race, I need to actually be able to do some decent training. Um, because, you know, Diamond League steeples, they go out in about 240, um, <laughs> which is awful. Uh, and then you just progressively die. So, uh, you know, you can't go into those half-baked. Um, I, went, I went to Doha a, couple, a year ago when I wasn't ready, and um, the result um, reflected that. So uh, it, it, it's um, I'd, I'd like to make sure if I, if I, if I front up, I, um, I can really race well. Um, and I've raced well the last few races, so I'd be keen to keep that going. Hey, before we do uh, finish up and ask the other boys what they got going on, I'm not sure if this episode might have some reads on it, but um, on, they've made you available for tonight, and I think there's a big announcement. I think Athletics Victoria have kind of done a soft launch that you guys are going to be sponsoring like Zatapec, making it like the on-track night, what we've seen over in different parts of the world. Yeah, no, it's, um, I mean, I, I'd, I'll let them um, make the specific announcement about Zatapec, but I'm happy to talk about it like a few of the other on-track nights I've been to because they're, they're really exciting, um, really exciting concept and they're really trying to bring sort of a bit of you know, flair and enthusiasm um, back. And, I mean, you have – and, like, you know, it's just exciting to see a brand that's, um, that's trying new things. And, I mean, you have, um, you have like, you know, you know food trucks and, and beer tents and um, sort of crowd engagement. Um, in Sound Running, they had a concert um, between, between track nights uh, – sorry, between track meets. And they're, they're just trying a range of new things uh, but with, with wave lights and, and the like. So it's um, I, I don't think they've um, I don't think they've released the schedule yet or the um, all the participants, but uh, but I think it'll be a, the sort of the, the traditional things that Zatapec will, will probably remain. I, I know that the 10ks and the 3ks will, but the, uh, the the rest are still still being worked out. But it's, it'll be a very exciting thing to see. And um, having been to all the ones overseas, I'm, I'm quite excited by on happening in Melbourne. Uh, yeah, particularly there, if I get the chance to race there. Sorry, Brady. Are there events for the general public yeah, on these track ask, nights? Were they graded 10ks? Uh, yes, so uh, of the ones I've been to, there was a there was a, a heap of graded races. So in Paris, there was I think up to D or E races. Um, in um, Vienna, it was the same thing. Um, sound running, there weren't as many grades, but there was um, there was I think two or three heats per per event. And obviously the the night of the 10k PBs, I think that's under the umbrella mm-hmm. as well. And that's got a that's got a um, a, tr- a truckload of graded races. So wow, I, I, I can't. Awesome, I'm, I'm, I'm overseas, so I can't I can't speak to how it's being put together for Melbourne. Um, but I can say, having been at, all, at a range of other ones, that it's, that it's been very exciting. And um, it's, um, you know, they're, they're trying new things and it's, um, and there's, I've really enjoyed those meets. They so, had it um, ta- uh, in the promo video, they had like a tattoo gun. Like you get tattoos at one of them. Did you see yeah, that? there'll be, um, uh, I didn't see that, but I, um, I mean, at some of the ones I've gone to, you, um, you can get, you know, you can make your own t-shirt with all sort of, you know, uh, bits of, um, you know, not stick on tattoos, but stick on symbolism on it. And there's been a, there's been a lot of different things. So it's, uh, it's really exciting. 
No, this was a legit tattoo. It's like the needle, like a tattoo gun. <laughs> I mean, well, if you're um, if you're into that on the day, yeah. that, that could um, uh, pre pre race post warm up. Like it. Uh, what's going up, Croaks? What are you doing? City of Surf, Sunshine Coast is coming. City of Surf televised, you know. Sunshine uh, Coast is Australian half marathon champs. Yeah, I doubt City of Surf will be televised. It's not the good old days anymore. Mm. Do you know who's racing it? Uh, no. I don't know if I'm just a bit oh, separated down here in uh, Victoria. But I, think Leanne, I think Leanne might be. It's losing credibility, that event. I thought Leanne was doing Sunny Coast half. Is Ali doing that, Moose? She's doing Sunny Coast Half, yeah. Oh. Sinead? I don't know. Lisa? Look, um, Jen. We make I it thought... very hard to follow the sport when it's the Monday and you don't know who's racing this coming weekend. Look, we have yeah, no fields but... for Sunshine Coast, no fields for City to Surf. Two huge races on the Australian calendar. The problem is, though, City to Surf, the focus there is more just the mass participation. They still have an elite start zone. They do, they do. You but could in terms publish of that or- on a little blog on your website somewhere. But the organisers, their focus is on the, you know, yeah, 70, getting 80,000 get, 80, people there. Mm. Um, yeah, that changed and, a while ago. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll talk about the results there next week. Are you doing anything, Croaks? Uh, no, hopefully no. Um, hopefully getting an email uh, about surgery because, um, yeah, like I'm in limbo now, which, yeah, it's yeah not having, a, not having anything to aim for is really hard, so... Um, yeah, depending on how long it takes, like I'll probably get back into some very light jogging at some point if I don't hear anything at all. Um, can't sit on the couch <laughs> forever. Yep. Well, yeah. if we don't hear from you before, good luck. Moose, what are you doing between now and next week? Uh, I'm moving house next weekend. Up the hill. So that'll be rough, 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 rough. Yep. Hosting Road to Berlin too this week, Moose. Oh, yeah. Road to Berlin. So... Gee, I reckon I'll get a bit of an easier ride on that show this week. I get to be the guy who hammers them. All right, here, and Paddy will fire back. Rob's Paddy. got a bit of that Scottish heritage. He could fire back if you go him. Paddy's on a full regression, isn't he? Jeez, I'd be worried about Paddy if I were you in your Bendigo bats. He come 12th or 10th in an AV race. What are you talking about? I reckon He's he fit. come like 18th or something. Ah, we only had one guy outside the top 12. He's, um, he's in the middle of a marathon block, mate. It's just heavy. Yeah. We'll chat, we'll chat, don't worry. I'll ask him. Yeah, he'll have a good answer for you. Radio Bucks, thanks again to On for making you available tonight. Probably told you it was going to be a 30, 40-minute chat. We're going for an hour and 45 minutes. Um, So we appreciate that you gave up a bit of your Switzerland day for us. The doing nothing. He's sitting in a fucking room in St. Moritz. Ending ending on a sledge sounds um, sounds excellent. But no, Jen, so I'm a long-time listener and I I always do enjoy it. to enjoy the podcast so th- thank you for having me it's it's um it's been good to see behind the scenes and um and, and be, a, be a part of it live so i really enjoyed it thank Our you. pleasure bucks more professional or less professional than you thought um oh, I, I enjoyed the um the the run sheet being updated as we spoke um, <laughs> seeing, seeing seeing how it works but um no i mean you've um it's a very um well well little machine i mean after what's it five years you've been going for now and yeah, i've, I've it, um, been around the most of the time, so, um, it's uh, it's good to see all right, mate. It, it's, well, it's sort of the right line, so it's, it's good to see. Uh, it's Cheers, good. Boys. Safe travels, mate. See you guys. See you. Special thanks to On for sponsoring this episode of the Inside Running Podcast. Cushioning or performance, why not take both? 
The Cloud Stratus 3 evolves a legend with an updated speedboard and even softer cushioning and innovative new design features, all added to double Cloud Tech cushioning to double the comfort without slowing you down. Visit on.com or your specialty running retail store today to grab your pair.